Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, guys, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm catching up with a good friend of mine, Lori Lyons. And this gal has really, really done awesome by creating her story, creating her business. This is a hell of a podcast, and I, and I really think you're going to get a kick out of, one, out of this one. And as always, guys, this is brought to you by Point Blank Safety Services. Stacy McGovern over there kicking ass and taking names. Man, I'm telling you, if you're in Texas, you're driving down the freeway and you see a police car that's got lights on around construction sites, odds are that's Point Blank Safety Services. They're keeping our construction workers safe. They're keeping us safe. Just an amazing, amazing company. So if you're looking for safety officers, security officers, uh, all kinds of different assets to protect your assets and business, man, go to pointblanksafety.com and tell Stacy I sent you. And then guys, we are doing the craziest thing ever. This year will be the first Badass Business Summit. April 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Hearst Convention Center in Fort Worth, Texas. 12 of the biggest names in business development all coming together to help you scale and grow your business. Uh, there'll be live podcasts. I'll be personally interviewing Nicole Dickman, uh, CEO of Envoy Managed Services. The podcast sales throwdown will be doing a live episode there as well. This is going to be an amazing and fun you know, weekend to hang out, network, and grow your business. So if you're really ready to kick it up a notch, come hang out at the Badass Business Summit. Just go to badassbusinesssummit.com. All right, here comes Lori. Your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now. The fruits of your labor are just turning right right now. That's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now. The unbelievable, it's now believable. You're reaching new heights right now. All right, kids, strap it in. This is going to be a really, really, really fun one. So, you know, I went to that event last year down in Florida, and I just met some really badass people at that, and this is one of them, man. And I'm telling you, when you get an opportunity to spend money and go to an event to go network with some badasses that actually have some followings, do your damn job and reach out to them, follow up and make a friend. It's amazing what can happen when you just freaking decide to bet on you and take a risk and say hello to somebody. So I'm Donnie Bovine. This is Success Champions. I'm bringing on Miss Lori Lyons. Lori, welcome to the show, my dear. Tell me your hey, story. It's great to be here and be one of your badasses. <laughs> no, you're so awesome. You know, I I that show, you know, we were just talking about it and how few people actually reached out. The mere fact that you reached out and you reached out pretty damn quick, you know. After well, that's because I wanted to be on your show. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, so for all of the listeners, you know, God, I think we're up to 131 countries right now um, mm -hmm. that are listening in on here. Tell us who the heck you are and and how you got to this ripe young age of 22. You know, if I could remember 22, I'd <laughs> well, that's why I tell everybody. Only reason I would ever run for president is because I don't remember my 20s. And I think that they would find all the information out for me. 
<laughs> you know, hey, right back at you. I, I wouldn't dare run for, for an office. No, God, no. God, no. God, no. <laughs> Unless no. they want to have some fun and, you know, and shake it up a bit. But Exactly hey. right. Exactly right. So who yeah. the heck are you? Um, well, I'm Lori Lyons. I am the owner of a marketing company here in Atlanta. Um, I am six months shy of a native Atlantan, which is pretty damn close to being native. My parents moved so from, from military when I was six months old. Okay. All right. So All I right. lived here the rest of my life with a, with a brief sojourn to, to New Jersey when I married my Yankee husband <laughs> and uh, brought him back here. So, uh, but you know, in a nutshell, my business background, I started as a teacher because, you know, in the late seventies, there wasn't a whole lot of choices for women. You were either a nurse, a teacher or a secretary. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to be a teacher because I get my summers off and it's pretty good pretty good career for, you know, for a wife, which I was going to be at the time. Well, you know, practice husband later, (laughs) I decided I couldn't, uh, couldn't afford to date with clothes as a teacher salary in the eighties, which was about $8,000 a year. So, um, wait, did y'all hear that? $8,000. My God. You know how you get, it's not much more nowadays, but <laughs> no. No. well, it is if you work hard, but, but right. yeah, you know how you get the social security statements from, yeah, yeah. and I look back on, on 1980, I went, holy shit, $84,068 for the year. Right. But, you know, and, and Mike, and at that point, microwaves were, you know, $1,200. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative. But um, so then I left and I went to corporate. I, I decided I'd get a, a and I'm not going to say a real job because teachers have the hardest job in the world, but I needed a paying job. And right. I went for corporate and three, six months after I started working for him, got laid off, fired, laid off. I think I was fired. I can't remember. Um, and went to work for a small company. And really enjoyed the small company aspect of it. So in 1990, when I married my Yankee husband, I moved to New Jersey and went to work for a gentleman who was even smaller of a company and just loved it. And after about four years, I said, why am I give him him half of my receivables to work for him? Because that's literally all he was doing. I was paying him half of my receivables and um, I can do that. So I started my own business. I, I took all my customers and left. <laughs> I did not take any of his, though. I want to be very clear. I took all mine. And Good on you. Good on that you. was the time when it, entrepreneur wasn't the word. Yeah, and what year was this? Remind me. I'm sorry? What year was this? Uh, 1994. Oh, yeah. At that point, entrepreneur just meant you were unemployed. Exactly. <laughs> right. You were unemployed and, oh, shit, what are you going to do? Because, you know, you right. work home really yeah I loved it (laughs) but I worked from home so I you know I had that business till 2006 and since I did marketing and customized binders and index tabs you know in 2006 with the advent internet there wasn't a lot of call for that anymore so like nobody wanted to have these big ass binders on their desk it was all on their laptop so I I kind of like commercial printing now exactly (laughs) and and funny that because that's where I went well, that's where I came from. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, get it. Yeah, and then it became a commodity. You know, once you once you go into that, and and the economy hit, I was losing jobs by half a penny. I was like, mm. really? So, <laughs> went to work for a digital marketing company, and kind of found my love. Everything came together, and I was laid off from there because I wasn't technical enough. So I thought, well, I'll show him. I started my own business. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now it's going guns. It's going great. So that's, that's kind so of where awesome. I am, you know, doing so my own awesome. thing. And yeah. Well, let's talk about a couple of the fun adventures, uh, since, especially since we both share this kind of printing background. Yeah, yeah I sold commercial printing for seven years. Um, it's an industry I damn sure don't miss. Yeah. Um, because it was cutthroat as hell. Um, and like you said, you know, you can you know lose a job for, you know, half a cent, yeah. you know, in there. So you're sounds like for the most part, self-taught all the way oh, through yeah. this. Oh, absolutely. Glutton from punishment or just like to learn? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I've never been a person who said, this is the only thing I can do. When, when presented with a challenge, it's like, you know, I could do that. I could figure it out. And now with YouTube, you can figure out anything because you can be an expert on anything with YouTube. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. That's how I learned the podcast. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, what's interesting to me is how old were you when you jumped out on your own the first time? Uh, well, since I was, I'm 22 now, I was probably <laughs> negative 20. No, I was 35, maybe right. 36. And I have to do the math somewhere right in there. Where did you find the gumption? Um, especially at that time, you know, nobody, nobody did that. I mean, that you, you, you were definitely one of the pioneers. I mean, Grant, there's almost always been entrepreneurs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but it wasn't the buzzword that it is now. Right. Right. So, so where did that gumption, where did that grip, where did that even thought process come from? I think it was just, I was tired of working for other people and it was basically kind of selfishly, not selfishly, but it was kind of like practical. Like I knew I, I had learned everything I could from him. I did at the time computers, you know, I had a Dell 286 on my desk and it was the only computer in the office. I thought, Does I Dell, is, is Dell's even still around? Do they still? Come I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, maybe. No, it was a gateway 286. Gateway. All right. Gateway all right. 286. I knew it was 286 something. It was <laughs> big monster. I mean, right. it took three people to move that and put it on my desk, <laughs> but I have a husband who's in IT so, you know, when you sleep with your IT guy, you get a lot of stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe I, uh, I should have slept with an IT person. Dang it. You know? <laughs> I got a veterinarian, you know, tech, so we got a lot of animals. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I got. <laughs> you know, everybody has their specialty. And everybody... <laughs> but yeah, I was doing all my own invoicing. I was, he was just, you know, the receivables were running through his bank. So it just became a matter of not, I don't know. It was just one of those things I, you know, I just, I started working on it. I talked to my really good clients and said, here's what I'm thinking about doing. If I do this, where do you stand? And they're like, Hey, we're with you. We, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not clients of the company. We're clients of you. That's awesome. And I knew that I would have a lot of, I took 98% of my clients with me and the only 2% that didn't come were brand new to me. So they didn't know me and that's okay. Cause I took the big ones, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I woke I, he found out about two weeks before I was going to tell him because I was going to tell him on my tenth or my anniversary, whatever date that was. And he found out that I was doing this. So of course that, you know, I was packing my, my bags that afternoon. And the next day I woke up and I'm like, Holy shit, what have I done? <laughs> you know, what, you know, what did I just do and how am I going to do this? And, you know, within, I don't know, within six months at, and I was making mid six figures on my own. So there's whatever it whatever it was it worked so. <laughs> that's so awesome that's so, so so 
one thing that I want people to, to hear is a lot of times when you hear the entrepreneur story, it's they had the the lollipop stands, the lemonade stands, they were mowing lawns, doing all the I never heard any of that as part of your your grow up story. So so you found this whole entrepreneur bug later in life, which I love to hear because a lot of people are in that conundrum. Could they do it? Could they make the transition themselves? Could they jump out on their own? And you kind of just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. I mean, Grant, you had some kind of cool parachutes there with, with right. and stuff, right. which is kind of what I did when I jumped out on my own. But um, that first morning, mm-hmm. when you're now a business owner, no guaranteed income type thing, what was that morning like? Well, like I said, it was, oh, shit. Um, what have I done? And now let's get to work. Let's start, you know, because I, at that point, I had to start calling people because we didn't, you know, <laughs> we had email, but not a lot. Um, not a lot of my clients had email. So I had to start calling people and let them know what happened. I immediately called my marketing who was working with me on my my logo and you know, getting my postcard announcement for the mail ready. Like, okay, we got to get this, you know, fast track this because now I'm done. I had it all set up so that when I gave my notice the next day, everything was going out in the mail that day. Right. So we had to fast track everything, but I started calling my clients and the order started coming in. So I was very, very fortunate in that I didn't have a lot of downtime. And I kind of started like already like, funneling things my way. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I don't know if, if I would do that again, if I honestly, if I had to do that, but I didn't have any problems sleeping at night. So that's right. the barometer of. That's know. awesome. That's awesome. So now through a couple of evolutions, you're mm-hmm. running a digital agency, which is, I'm assuming a bunch of social media and things along those lines. I mean, walk me through that a little bit. It's actually, I'm focusing more on the web design oh, okay. um, simply because I don't have my social media is I'm working on it. I am working <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's very much do as I say, not as I do. Um, Cobbler's kid has no shoes. We got it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm really working more on my clients with web design and trying to make sure most of my, my clients are small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. They've been in business for a year or two, or maybe they've had a bad experience with a with a website or a website company heard of someone recently that they paid somebody five thousand dollars and never got a website i'm like yeah that just breaks sickens me and breaks my heart but i try to make sure that it's it really represents who their company and who their brand is on the website and really make sure that they're talking to their clients because a lot of websites out there do not talk to their clients right. or talk to the pain points and their solutions. It's all about them and nobody cares. So a couple of questions. I love asking website people <laughs> is in this day and age, do you really still need a website? Yes, you do. Why? Because there's so much out there on social media that you don't control. You can't control what Facebook does. You can't control what Instagram, who is owned by Facebook, does. Um, if Mark Zuckerberg gets up on the wrong side of the bed, that's going to affect you and your business if that's the only thing you have. But the purpose is to drive everybody back to your website where they really find out more about your brand and your company. Because social media is sound bites. You talk, you know, when you post a quote or whatever you do out there, it's, it's a micro little microcosm of what you what you're about so you go back to the website and you find out more about what the company is about 
when you're when you're there. So it's 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 about your clients and it's about how you help them solve their problems, but it's also talking about who you are and who your company is. You know, when I jump on a lot of websites, they seem to be all about me, 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 me. Let me tell you how awesome I am. Let me tell you how badass I am. Let me tell you, you know, what fucking things I've accomplished and all this other bullshit out there. So, so I don't want to go on to like a, a diatribe of what should be on a website, but a right. quick overview is what are the down and dirty things someone needs to have on a website? Um, first of all, I'll start with how you solve customers. What are the, what are the problems you solve for your clients? If you're, you know, for me, it's, you don't have enough exposure on your website. You're, you're not getting clients that stay on your website. Um, the website doesn't um, promote who my brand is. The website doesn't give any information or the website's just friggin' old. <laughs> you know? So I go in and I help them come up with a plan to say, all right, these are the, these are the pain points. These are what, what we saw. And sometimes they've never done that, which is very interesting. Um, you want to have a call to action. You want to give them something for coming there. That's where the freebie comes in. You know, it also has the the bonus of building your list and, and starting working so that you can you can nurture and talk to your clients. Um, and it should have a way for them to contact you. Nice. And that's so, really all you need. Uh, no, it's smart. It's smart. So you jumped out and you had a handful of clients go with you, mm-hmm. right? So some could say that you already had a pre-built business before you launched. Right. Because there's a lot of people trying to run website businesses and social media companies and everything else. And and they're struggling terribly to find business. I mean, I actually know a couple of website companies that that I don't know how they're still in business. Right. You know, how are you still finding success in an era of Web 2.0 of, you know, social media? I mean, because for me, I have a website. But 90% of my business comes through social, social media, mm-hmm. right? And it really, social media, even for me, is just a place to grab their email address. And that's where I really make my money is through email marketing. But, but you know, in this day and age, how are you finding so much success? Because you've got a good-sized company, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're doing really, really, really well. How do you continue to find success and grow? By being good at what I do. <laughs> and, and, and I try to give my, my customers a good experience. It's, it's all about the experience. It's about making it easy for them. And since so many of my customers are small businesses, it is important for, for them to be well represented with their brand on their website. And I try very hard to do that because there's a lot of ways you can bring your brand in without talking about you. And it's interesting because I just went through a rebranding myself and in the process, still in the process of doing it. And my website, you know, I had website shame. I didn't want anybody to look <laughs> <Website> at it <laughs> because, you know, it was about, it was the first one, one of the first ones I built, it was old and I just didn't have time to redo it. So finally I did. And there are a lot, I went outside of my comfort zone and put a lot of pictures of myself on it because I wanted it to be that when somebody went there, they got a sense of this woman is going to be fun to work with. This is not going to be a horribly, you know, awful thing to go through. And I say on there, if you're not, if you can't smile and have fun while we're going this, I don't want to work with you. Go somewhere else. I got, I got people I'll refer you to, but it was a really fine dilemma of, I put a lot of, every picture is either of myself or, or is branded to my company except one. And how do I do that fine line? Where do I make it, you know, so that it's about me because I tell people it shouldn't be about you. Right. But 
I wanted to show them what they could do. So it was it was an interesting conundrum. And hey, you know, uh, the feedback I'm getting is it works, so that's fun. But uh, it's I just made sure that the content really spoke to what my clients' problems were or my potential clients' problems were. Nice. And I answer the question: Why do you still need a website today? Right, right. So, so are you still doing all the work yourself, or do you have a team underneath you? I started. I started building my team probably about a year ago, when I was, you know, twenty four seven working and exhausted, and ready to throw my laptop out the window and say, "I'm done with this." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, duh, because I didn't want to give up what I enjoyed. Right. And then kind of the dumb moment for me was, well, you don't have to give up what you enjoy. You give up the things that you don't like. Like right. right. That's pretty smart. <laughs> so, and that's what I did. I started. I started. You know, and as as I've grown, now there's more and more that's going out to my team, and I'm doing the overall art direction and talking to the clients. But so it's it's a cool place to be. That's awesome. That's you know, and I think a lot of small business owners as as they're going along, they they really struggle with the idea of what to outsource, what to get off their plate, and and. You know, unfortunately, a lot of them get in that that whole that spot where they they go, okay, I'm going to outsource. Then they give no direction, no no knowledge, and they don't teach the people what needs to be done. How how did you go about hiring that first employee and and finding success with them, or did you fire them quickly? No, um, I actually haven't had to fire anybody. I started with. Well, a you're better than me. I've fired much. I haven't had that many people work for me yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I started with a company, and oh, to give you the affiliate link, this for for it called Gen M. They have apprentices, and you go on for three months, and you hire marketing apprentices. Mm. So that's kind of how I started with take you know it was easy on myself it it helped them learn about marketing and a lot of them hadn't had small business experience and so I started there I I had in fact first time I did it I had two that I loved and I couldn't decide so I did them but you know I hired them both <laughs> <laughs> one did one and one did the other um and so then I I went through that process a couple of times and until I found somebody I liked and that I could work with and I thought you know what and I knew immediately this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working with him for a long time. And so everything that I did at that point led toward when the apprenticeship was up after three months, he just, you know, he was already there. We were already trained. Um, and then I got referrals and I, um, you know, I just talked to people in the industry and it's, you know, even though it's a big industry and there's, there's, there's still a lot of people who are very giving and, you know, we're a lot in the same place where we're all, you know, kind of by ourselves, ready to throw out the laptop out the window. <laughs> so I, you know, built a little network of, of web designers and we kind of talk back and forth. So that's how we kind of. No, that's fun. That's fun. So, it, yeah. so what all do you outsource um, in your business? Is it a lot of design work and stuff or is it more office type things? Um, I, I outsource the office type things, but I also outsource the technical stuff that I can build a damn good looking website and I like, you know, I'm very creative. I'm very good with color, but I hate the part about putting the integrations in. Like um, I didn't want to learn how to build an email funnel. Now I can strategize it with you and we will, we will talk about the emails and we will talk about the strategy of it, but I didn't want to learn how to do it. So I, I outsource that's part of my team. Nice. Handles all the technical part of it. Again, it's the stuff I didn't want to do. Right. Right. So, I remember the first time 
I told my wife that I was jumping out of my own and starting my own company. By the way, my dumbass just did it and then told her that's what I was doing. Um, I don't recommend that for anybody, just for the record. <laughs> um, uh, she's still married to you. Yeah, she's, well, she's, she's sometimes a glutton for punishment because I put, that, God love that woman. I put her through absolute hell, you know, just, just with, I, my ability to take risk is, is insane sometimes even to me, but um, uh, she got, I got a damn fine woman, but yeah. for, for you, what was that conversation like with your Yankee husband when you told him that you were going to walk away from a career, everything else, and you were just going to, you're going to launch your own business? Um, <laughs> Especially an IT guy. I just know that had to be a fun conversation. Well, you know, it, it's really funny because, and I'll try to, I'll try to keep the, this very simplified relationship because you almost have to have a diagram, uh, you know, a Venn diagram of it, but his boss was, his company was one of our vendors. And we actually got married like long distance because he was one of my vendors. And that's how we met. He was my salesperson. So when I, (laughs) when I, and and we were dating during the time of. All another reason to become a sales guy early in your career. Just say. Exactly. So we, we, um, we dated long distance via fax and telephone. Our first, our first. Wait, meeting. via fax. How do you date somebody via fax? And kids, for you youngins out there, fax <laughs> is when they actually set paper through a machine yes. across yes. the telephones. All right. Yes. How do you date through a fax machine? You write notes and you send it. You say, um, you get there early and you say, I'm sending you a fax and you go stand by the fax machine. <laughs> Nobody will read what you wrote. The only thing I ever got on fax was, was the bad jokes. You know, I, like my, one of my favorite ones that I ever got was a mouse in a mousetrap. And unfortunately, there was a second mouse doing naughty things to the first one that caught in a mousetrap. It said the first mouse, you know, uh, uh, what is it? The, I don't know. It's the opposite of the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. You know, but horrible, horrible things. But so <laughs> you're sending love notes like in freaking junior high, but through a fax machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's- long as you were standing there when the facts came through it was okay did you ever have one you know come through that y'all didn't grab off the fax machine that somebody else brought to you no because we both worked for small companies okay so it was very easy to go say go stand by the fax machine do you have any of those faxes left i do if they're still if they're still available yeah if they're if they haven't disappeared but yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) this is so awesome this is like that 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 uh old country song you know meet me by the tree i wrote the note grandpa wrote back in 1943 that's so awesome okay so you're sending that's a first for me that's a first hey you know Uh, you make it work you make it right absolutely absolutely miles apart and so, Eastern Airlines was going out of business also. So they were having, they had $99 round trip airfares from Newark to Atlanta. So we often say that if Eastern had going out, been going out of business, we probably wouldn't be married today, in spite of the faxes. <laughs> 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 so you make it work. You know? All right. So, so, so y'all, how many years y'all been married now? It will be 29 this year. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. On you, man. I, I, I love that. I mean, it's such a rarity in this day and age, you know, so freaking good on you. But, but proof, uh, now I'm assuming you guys live together now. Yes. Do you still send faxes? You know, sometimes it's an email. 
<laughs> marriage alive. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we, yeah, he's downstairs working right now. And I just said, don't come up here. While it's <laughs> <laughs> well, if he does, I'm giving him hell for sending faxes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, he, you know, he just kind of rolls his eyes and, you know, he goes with the flow and, you know, he was, He's not going to do it. You know, the company he works for, he's, they're probably going to carry him out in a, in a box, but we're going to go. You know, that's not him, but I am. And Well, that's typical. I mean, you usually only got one completely crazy one in the family. You know, yeah. uh, the other one may be somewhat of a risk taker and a really good support, yeah. you know, thing. But it's very rare that you have two entrepreneurs going straight at it. Right. No, that, that yeah. yeah, he is definitely not the entrepreneur type. <laughs> yeah. So... Now you've built a relationship on the foundation of fax machines. <laughs> you <laughs> are a business owner. You're, you're, you know, are you doing a lot of public speaking and stuff too? Or, I mean. Not so much just because simply I haven't had the time yet. I've, I've had a couple here and there and I'm starting to build that business, but I'm loving the hell out of podcasting. You know? <laughs> it, it is an awesome medium. It is. You know, you sit with your, you know, your nice shirt and your makeup, and then you have your shorts. Yeah, I don't even have pants on right now. So, I mean, it's amazing. No, you didn't lie. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my dear, is how you stayed married 29 years. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till I get home to the wife tonight. (laughs) That's so awesome. That's awesome. So, so if somebody were you know, 35 to 40 years old right now. And they, and they were contemplating, should they jump out on their own? Should they start their own business? Should they they do it? What would your advice be? Um, plan for it. I think spontaneity is great. I think, you know, doing what, doing what comes naturally to you is great. And there's a lot of people building businesses on what comes naturally to them. But you also, there's some sort of planning to do. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt for six months while you build it. And I, I don't know what it is, but I keep telling people six months seems to be that magic time frame that it takes to start talking to, you know, and, and we'll use a sales conversation in a larger um, in a larger product line. It's got a little bit more of a higher price point. Six months seems to be it. If you can make it for six months, not forgetting the years and years and years, but if you got some business after six months, you're probably going to be okay. So I say plan for it, figure out who your target market is, figure out who you really work with and dive deep in that. Don't just say, I work with anybody who has a business. You dive so, deep. Lori, where were you when I launched my business? Because nobody told me that. My dumbass walked away from a multi-million dollar, you know, business deal, yeah. jumped out of my own. I'm like, here we are, world. Six months Crickets. later. Yeah. yeah open nothing. the door and go, here I am. <laughs> I, I heard that at a, a speak, somebody was talking at a group yesterday and they said, I opened my business, opened the door and nobody came. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, that is so good. I'm so stealing that. I didn't know I'd need it today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... um. I think if you plan and you, and you know where you're going and, but you also have to be prepared to be flexible. Yeah. I think we get in our mind something and something happens and you're like, that's, I'm, I'm so totally blown because I don't know what to do with this, but if you're flexible, you know. Well, and I, and I think it's unique that you're still doing the same style of business you set out to do, you know, because 
I'm getting to where I wanted to go, you know, when I launched my business, but my business took so many twists and turns trying to get off the fucking ground. Yeah. Right. You know, um, uh, cause I'm, I'm really kind of jealous that you had clients already out the freaking gate, you know, the, <laughs> well, and, let me go back just a second, because when I started in, in 1994, I did have clients out the gate. This time, it wasn't, you know, I, I really started with no one. Um, I Take it back. I had two clients, um, one of which wasn't paying me. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's always good business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was great business at the time because I had a client, but it, it gave me experience. And I did what I needed to do for six months for that magic six months. Cause I knew if I could, if I could build it for six months, they would come and they did. And I, I, I was giving away websites. I was making deals with the devil to get websites <laughs> because there are people out there who literally build your website for 300 bucks. And you know, that one, you know, I was doing, do you have their number by the way? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> After they finish, call me. Cause you'll need me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so it was a little bit different of a story this time, but I had built a very good networking relationship of referral partners and I had a good tribe behind me and, you know, it was actually a business coach because I was doing something else and she's like, why are you still selling jewelry? Why aren't you doing this for a living? Because it takes a lot of earrings to pay for a website. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And so once again, like she said that one day and the next day I said, she's right. I'm starting. And I started and you know, they were my six months. So, so yeah, I guess it was a little bit of a risk taking, but I started with no, no clients this time. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and, and I, I go back and I hope that people okay. hear that kind of stuff is you gave away some websites, you know, you did some bartering, some trading, some yeah. clawing, scraping, you know, I don't think people wrap their head around how hard they're going to get punched in the face by life trying to figure out how to get a business off the ground. Yeah. What yeah. was the kind of that emotional roller coaster you went on during that time? Oh, it was scary as hell because, you know, at this point I'm, you know, in my early 60s, well, I was in my late fifties then and I knew I was pretty much unemployable because of my age. And I kind of had to make this go because I kind of felt like this was, you know, if I want to retire, you know, before I'm a (laughs) hundred, I got to start doing something. So, um, and I've told a story before that when I started, I was so, myself was so broke that I couldn't even afford my website hosting when I started. So, you know, I just kind of, I had to, I had to get people in here paying so I could even afford my own website. I really started building it from scratch, but it, it, again, it multiplied very quickly and I only had to give away a few two, you know, to get started. But, um, but you just kind of did it and learn. I I spent a lot of time on YouTube learning how to do it and what to do. And um, I never said no. I do say no now, but I didn't (laughs) say no then. And uh, so, you know, but it was also fun, you know, because I was, I was being creative and I enjoyed that. And and that's, that's fun. I mean, and at the end of the day, if you're going to do something, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of turning your passion into a business because a lot of times because it no longer becomes a passion, right? right? But I do think you should be doing at least something you enjoy doing that you have fun with sure. that that you you can, you know, not completely despise. Now I tell everybody if you don't <laughs> love the sales side of it, get yeah. the fuck out of being a business owner, right? Right? Because if right. you can't sell, then you're toast, right. yeah. you know. And and I hate to hear people go, oh. I can't sell sales are yucky. Like, 
you're not selling something. If you have a service that you believe in and you're good at what you do, if they if they need your service, you're not selling them. They may yeah. not need your service. And you don't take it personally. You say, you know what? There's somebody out there for everybody. And, and that's it. It's not taking it personally. When somebody tells you no, they didn't just haul off and punch you in the face. Right. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. they, they, they didn't put you in a headlock and tell you you're a piece of shit. Right. They just said, no, we're not doing business today. Yeah. We're yeah. pretty or, fucking nuda. Yeah. Or my style doesn't fit what they're looking for. And yeah. Okay. Because they may, they're, they, you know, I've talked to several clients that aren't really fits for me. They're, you know, they want something different than what I offer or they want something because you know what, when it comes down to it, I am not the best web designer on the planet. But what I do good is I promote their brand. You know, I put them, put their brand on their website and I'm really good at that. So, and that's okay. That's okay. Well, and I've found a lot of times over the years, the clients that were badass enough to tell me no, usually end up being people that I found out later. Thank God I didn't working with. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. There's, there's also a certain sense of power and, and knowing, Hey, I'm a really big, big grown up business. When you fire your first client. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So badly that I, you know, I have to put up with your bullshit. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and it's, it's funny is I, you know, I always talk about sales is very much like dating because, because mm-hmm. you, you got to court them for a while before it turns into a relationship. But also there's times when you go through that courting side of things and then you get in get business, which is kind of like having sex that the honeymoon's freaking over. Right. Yeah. And now you both get to see both each other's ugly heads and, and, you're like, fuck, I just woke up next to this nasty thing, right? <laughs> she looked good at two o'clock after. Right. <laughs> fuck, I was drinking way too much that night, right? <laughs> Drink them pretty. <laughs> right. Was it a, a two at tens, a ten at two? But, you know, but it's that same thing as sometimes, you know, you get in a relationship with them and then everything goes south and, and you're like, what the hell happened to the person I talked to, you know, in that initial conversation and, Right. The truth is, is a lot of times people are so uncomfortable on both sides of that damn conversation that two false fronts come to the table. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like and, that. Yeah. and then eventually, you know, that mask comes off, man. And, and if you can't handle somebody if they're raw, that's why I tell everybody, go into that sales call, whether you're buying or whether you're selling with you. Nobody else, just your freaking self. Take off the damn mask and go have a damn conversation because uh, any false fronts are gonna yeah. raise your ugly head sooner or later. Yeah, so, and I think that's what's cool about to you know about doing business today is you can be your authentic self. Yeah, and if somebody doesn't like you, oh well. Well, and it's so easy in this day and age to see somebody's ugly side because they wear it out on social media all day yeah, long. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, any idiot that's in business and talks about, you know, politics, religion, you know, yeah. anything else out there, you're a moron, I know. right? <laughs> I, know. I know. You know, if you're running a business and you're flapping your gums, you're an idiot because you're just immediately alienating, you know, a good portion yeah. of your, your business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't like extremes on either side block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time for it. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny, you know, my family, of course, nobody who's not, uh, not an entrepreneur understands an entrepreneur. And I don't even fully consider myself an entrepreneur. I'm really just a business owner. Right. 
right? But, but, but nobody outside that world. So when I tell people that I'm only on social media to do business, they can't wrap their freaking head around it. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm not there to give a shit about what you had for breakfast, you know, or what political candidate you're going after. I'm there to, to do business and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I'm sure like you, I, I, I get tagged and post and everything else. And I'm like, I'm untagging that one. I'm untagging that one. Why the right. fuck did they tag me in that one? You know, right. Right. Do uh, they know me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Uh, yeah. Somebody told me the other, um, the other day that they go on to Facebook to look at their groups and to be active in the groups that they want to be active in, but the rest of it. And I'm like, you know what? That's, and that's okay. That's yep. okay. Yeah, and, that, I, and that's I don't lose sleep over the fact that my social media isn't the best out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you already hang out in the badass group in the world, so with success champions, so Absolutely. so that's the only place you need to be, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what would you tell somebody who is a little bit more seasoned in life? You know, they've spent most of their journey working for somebody else, as I always put it, chasing somebody else's dreams. And they're at the end of their quote unquote corporate career. They get into the age where nobody wants to hire them anymore. Right. What would you tell them about starting their own business? Um, get on YouTube and learn all you can about the technology that's out there available to you. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I find that, you know, especially if they've been in corporate, they tend to be microcosm into whatever they do and that little portion of that company that they do. So they don't know what the other companies do out there, you know, the other divisions do out there. They're, they're just hyper-focused on what theirs are. So I'd tell them to, you know, Lauren, there's a lot of good books out there that they can read about starting businesses. Um, AARP has a bunch of stuff out there. Oh, <clears throat> there's a website called Score that has a bunch of stuff out there. No score. Um, there's all, actually a, a buzz name that's becoming popular called Encore Entrepreneurs that hmm. are- it's a new one. People are, at, or or they've retired and their wives or husbands are tired of them hanging around the house. And like, <laughs> Go do something, honey. <laughs> you know? And see, all you youngins thought this gig economy was just for y'all young asses. Yeah. You exactly. got all these damn blue haired women out there now freaking running businesses. <laughs> <Hey>. So, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, you know, have them call me because I've got a, a great marketing program that I built just for Encore Entrepreneurs where they can go learn about the marketing end of it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. There. Well, holy hell in a handbasket, girl. This has been a fun ride. Is it over? Oh my god. We, yeah. we are freaking almost in a full hour into this damn wow. thing. Wow. Uh, time flies when when you're hanging around with badasses. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So where do you think this whole journey is gonna take you? I mean, where where's this going from here? I mean, you're already down south, so I don't know why you're in Atlanta of all places, but <laughs> No, no, when anybody gets a retirement age, Atlanta's not the place that pops yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I grew up here, and you know, right, my, right. my mom is still here, and okay, you know, I'm the care the the caretaker for her. But um, now, I you know, every time I go visit my sister in Florida, I, I come back and look at real estate down there, and think, you know, with the exception of this weekend, that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I'm an Aquarius, so I love the water. But um, yeah, I see it growing. You know, I'm having more fun than I've ever had, and I love what I do, and I don't want to, you know, I'm like that, I don't know what the, uh, maybe it's an Edward Jones, whatever the commercial is where the guy's talking about, I don't want to retire, so what do I do? Right. I don't want to retire. 
you know, I want to still be, you know, doing websites for my walker when I'm 90. (laughs) (laughs) I have that damn thing strapped to the walker, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The cool little tennis balls. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. awesome. Hopefully, or or somebody else is running it for me and I'm, you know, I'm sitting on my ties. Well, that's a, you know, how you did it. If you did it right, that's how how it all works. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, you damn whippersnappers. I told you not to do it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that or we're doing, you know, doing it on Google Glasses or whatever. Something. You know. Who knows where it's going to be? I, I mean, at, at this point growing up, we should already be in the Jetson there. You know, I we know. should already, you know, so we're getting there. We're I getting know. there. So, well, girl, here's how I like to, well, first, how does everybody get in touch with you? Well, in spite of what I said, I am on social media. And <laughs> 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 I can reach me on Facebook. It's igniting your business. Uh, igniting your business, and then Twitter is Lori A Lions underscore. Um, Instagram is Lori A Lions, and LinkedIn is L A Lions. So they can see me there. Um, and I do, I do hang out on social media. I just don't post a lot. Awesome. No, you know, I will, I will be spreading the word about our uh, about our interview. One time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Then, or they can see me on my websites. My website is ignitingyourbusiness.com or makeyourmarketingsimple.com. So a website person that went and got the longest email, you know, web addresses in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to use every letter in the alphabet, you'll find her website. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So awesome girl. Well, here's how I like to wrap up every show. And I do stump some people. So get ready. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So if you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, 130 some odd countries around the world at this point, if you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what's that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. My phrase is always every problem has a solution. Mm. Everything is fixable. You Love just it. you have to be flexible and it may not look like what you thought, but there is a solution for every problem. I love it. I love it. You need that as a t-shirt dear. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or just my Instagram post. <laughs> something, something. I see uh, she's going to be on social media later today, guys. Watch that post is going to get up there. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of the mantra I live by. I, I don't like to say no. I want to figure out what, you know, figure it out and, you just take deep breaths and, and figure it out. That's so I'm awesome. a fixer. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, girl, thank you so much for doing this. I've really enjoyed the ride. You know, keep kicking ass and keep taking names. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. And the ground is no place. A champion, a champion, a champion. Dude, I told you guys, what a hell of a damn show. Uh, Lori is is the real deal, man. I, I really enjoyed hanging out with her um, and, you know, working with her for a little while now. She's seriously got her stuff together and and you would be remiss not to hang out and reach out to her. And then, guys, <clears throat> and then, guys, you know, do me a favor. 
teach somebody else how to subscribe to this podcast. If you get any value out of it and you enjoyed the content in there, teach somebody else to, to dial into this and listen to this episode. Leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, but thank you so much for always tuning in. Thanks for hanging out and, and you know, keep rocking and rolling and we will catch you next round. Later. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals. Go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.